Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is former NFL running back, Matt Forte. He spent 10 seasons in the league with the Bears and Jets after playing college football at Tulane. He was drafted by Chicago in the second round of the 2008 NFL Draft. He retired as a Bear in April 2018. He recently launched a podcast with his wife, Danielle, in partnership with Biblica called True vs. Truth. It's now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Matt, I'm thrilled to have you on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, Happy to be here, and uh, thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. So we're excited about the podcast, and we'll talk all about that. Uh, but but I'm curious, first off, now that you're retired, how closely do you follow the NFL, and, and what's it like to watch the game as a former player? Yeah, I still follow pretty closely. Um, I uh, am a local analyst on uh, NBC Sports Chicago uh, out here in Chicago. Yeah. So I still follow um, the Bears really closely and around the league, especially NFC North. Uh, really closely. So uh, it is different, you know, watching the game uh, and analyzing it, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, we used to analyze the game anyway, um, <laughs> you know, preparing for the for the uh, upcoming game against someone. So, um, you know, a lot of similarities, but it's just, it's just weird because uh, most of the times I'm watching the game with, uh, with a couple of teammates of mine, with uh, Alex Brown and Lance Briggs and uh, Olin Cruz. Very cool. No, that, that's awesome that you're still uh, tapped in with the Bears. And, and so it's been a little bit disappointing of a season for them. What, what do you kind of attribute that to? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're figuring out who they really are. You know, the, right now as an offense, and I've gone through this many times in uh, my career, that as an offense right now, they don't have an identity. And um, last week you saw that they ran the ball in their first 100-plus yard game uh, with one running back. Uh, David Montgomery so you know they had been wanting to do that and needing to do that the entire year but they just hadn't done it so coach Nagy is figuring out you know what this offense's identity truly is and this team as well but all the time just like in life when there's adversity the the true uh, character shows up in your team or in that person so um, all they can do now is build on that and uh, not throw the whole season away and continue to try to get better each week and try to go forward from there. That, that's right. Absolutely. Matt Forte, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former Bears running back. And, and, and Matt, when I, when I think about you and I think about your career, I can't help but think about what a fantasy football legend you were. And, and so yes, I, I'm curious, what, what, what was your perspective of fantasy football while you played? And then what is it now as a former player? Uh, it's pretty much the same now. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, participate in a fantasy football league just because, especially while playing, I didn't have the time at all. No. To uh, you know, change the lineups and all this other intricacies that goes into fantasy football. But it was just kind of funny to me. It was uh, kind of blessing and a curse because when you go out <laughs> in public, people are like, 
Forte, man, what's up, man? Thanks, man. You helped me. You helped me win my fantasy league. They're like, man, you you ruined my fantasy league because I didn't have you on my team. So, yep. uh, at one point, I like it because it lets fans be um, a fan outside of their normal uh, team, and they get to be a fan of uh, many different players. But at the same time, they're also worried about their uh, their fantasy team. I'm like, dude, I'm worried about the real game. I'm not worried about the fantasy. Team. <laughs> no, that that's right. And unfortunately, someone always had you in in my league, and and they kept you. They kept you every season because you were one of the top top guys for sure. So uh, it's fun to think about all the all the numbers you put up as a as a player. But but you ended up retiring in in 2018, and and so I'm I'm wondering what's the the best and worst part of, of being retired. From the NFL, uh, the worst part is obviously you you miss the game. You know, it's just something I've done since seven years old, and uh, you miss the hard work that you put in and seeing it displayed out there through a talent, obviously God given, and being able to you sow in good and 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 reap the benefits. Mm. And so that's the part that um, you you miss uh, having and being around the guys in the locker room, and it's just a true brotherhood and, and stuff, and uh, that aspect of the game. What I don't miss is being wrapped up in ice all the time and, you know, <laughs> limping home and, uh, you know, waking up and there's, you know, blood all over the pillowcase and stuff from the from the night before. And, you know, it's just a, it's a rough life, especially for running backs, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody should take it easy on running backs, whether you <laughs> know them or not. And if they're on your fantasy team and they don't get you a lot of points, feel for them. <laughs> so right. give them some sympathy. Uh, but it's it's a rough it's a rough life, man. You get beat up week in and week out, and uh, you got to perform. Most of the times you're performing and playing, and you're not 100. percent You might not even be 80, percent but mm-hmm. you're out there. So that's that's what the game calls you to do. But the uh, also the best part, I would say, a lot of benefits would be being able to be around the family a lot more. I don't have to sacrifice that time with them, and you know, being able to take my kids to the school, be part of many different events with them. My number one thing is is uh, having the, the same platform uh, from the NFL, but mm. being able to speak a lot more on different issues, whether it be cultural issues, global issues, or uh, you know, speak about Christ and who is the main uh, focus of, of everything in my life. Amen, amen. Matt Forte, our guest right now on Unpacking It, spent ten years in the NFL as a running back with the Bears and the Jets. And and so in, in speaking about this transition, you know, away from playing in the NFL, uh, what it, what has God taught you through that transition uh, away from the game, and what kind of growth have you experienced since that chapter of your life is over? Um, I've learned that in retirement or in transition, you often need structure in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, football has pretty pretty much. Um, the structure in your life is planned out because you know you go in at a certain time, you lift weights at a certain time, you eat at a certain time. Like you know, everything is planned out for you. But when you get into uh, retirement, you're kind of on your own, so you you have to figure that out for yourself. And for me personally, um, I had to figure out like you know, get up in the morning, help you know, get the kids ready for school, work out, you know, do a devotional. And after we get the kids home and and after they're running around going crazy, and we put them to bed, having me time with my wife and being able to speak and speak with her and, you know, study God's word and stuff. So just being able to structure it where it's more beneficial, where you're not just, you know, aimlessly doing things. You got to plan with your life. That is uh, a huge thing that God has taught me in in transition or in retirement. 
Um, because a lot of guys, and it's, it's unfortunate, I'm going to tell you the truth, a lot of guys go through a difficult time in transition. Uh, yeah. I've heard many horror, horror stories. Mm. I've had some friends that have called me former teammates, and they've told me their horror story of, man, you know, for two years I was depressed and nobody knew it. Wow. You know, I, I, I thought about a lot of different things. I, I would have never known, you know, had, had he not told me. So uh, I knew some of these things going into retirement. and I did. I wanted to be able to combat that. And so just structuring my life around Christ first hmm. um, has, has blessed me. Uh, it just brings me to like Matthew 6.33, seek him in, in the kingdom first and all these things will be added to you. So right. I think it's true that we seek him first and he'll align your life and uh, align us to uh, for success, you know, no matter what the situation is. So, yeah, the transition is hard and growth is hard. A lot of people don't understand that. They think it's just easy and it's a cliche thing to say, like, yeah, I got to grow in this or grow spiritually or I got to, you know, I got to, uh, you know, be able to plant plant a seed and, and, you know, reap what I sow. But that, that, that process is painful a lot of right. times. And a lot of people think it may be easy, but it's a long process and it's never on our watch. It's on God's watch. So as we know, you know, a day with a day with God is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. So we can never uh, attribute the same timing system to what God's timing system is. Hmm. So a lot of times we got to be patient or hmm. he may be being patient with us waiting on us to, to move. Hmm. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I know I'm pouring a lot at you, but I, yeah. I honestly believe that, uh, you know, in, in Isaiah, when uh, the Bible says that we are wait upon the Lord and he'll renew our strength. But while we wait, I feel like we should be seeking God mm. so that while we wait, you know, we're, we're actively seeking God. And therefore, therefore, he can align us, be blessed. Uh, and I understand that because he also says faith without works is dead. So that kind of goes together where you can't just sit there and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on God. He's going to bless me. <laughs> Yep. And you sitting there like, no, dude, I'm waiting on you, so you can move your feet, and then now I can now I can do it. No, that that's good, and yeah, I think there there is this idea that man, when you know change or transition happens, and you know you think about all oh, for an NFL player now he's no longer getting hit or no longer has to go to practice or you know no longer deal with some of the the tough aspects of it, but then you're dealing with, wait a second, this is all I've ever known, this is all I've ever done, and, and, yeah. and now what? And, and that was my identity, and, and so there, there is a lot wrapped up in there. So I appreciate uh, your perspective on that and, and understanding that, that it is a season of, of opportunity and growth and excitement, but also it's hard, and, and we can relate to that in our own lives when we face change and transition as well. Uh, there, there is an optimism to it a lot of times, but, but also uh, growth, is, growth is hard. Growth is uh, it, that, yeah. that process is is tricky. So, good stuff. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're an athlete or you know a CEO of a company. You may have been, you know, a CEO of a company for 20 years, and then you have to retire. Now it's like now what? You know, it yeah. may seem good, like yeah, I can go golf every day or do this and do that. But at some point, you you have to your identity has to be rooted in Christ because you can't your identity can't be rooted in what you do mm. or what you did because once that's over you know now what do you do <laughs> so yeah um yeah that's important for that no question matt forte our guest right now on unpacking it former nfl running back and so when you look back at your career how do you feel god used you playing football your talents and, and passion for the game for his purposes and, and for his glory 
I know it's a kind of a, a big question to, to, to think about, but, but I'm just wondering that, that as you look back, what, what, what are some things that come to mind? There's some things that come to mind would be that how the Lord just gave me a, a huge platform to glorify him. The Bible often talks about how God is a jealous God. He doesn't want, you know, anybody get shine for, you know, what he's done besides him, which I don't blame him. <laughs> so, you know, I have a certain, I had a certain talent in playing football and uh, I showed that talent, but I'm not going to stand up on the podium or a platform or a stage and pound my chest and be like, yeah, it was all me. I didn't create myself. I didn't give myself this talent. Yes, I helped cultivate it and use it in the right direction, but ultimately God is the one who who did it and gave me the stepping stones to get to the NFL. I know many of people, um, you know, my brother, my brother's two years older than me. He was probably way more talented than I was. But yet he didn't get to make it to the NFL, you know, through injuries and different things that, you know, he broke his leg, has a plate in his ankle, like all these different things that happened that shaped his life a little differently, mm-hmm. even though he's more talented, had the talent to go to the NFL. So I can't stand on that, that platform and pound my chest and act like it was just me. So mm-hmm. um, that is that is something that I believe that, the, that God has given me that platform for but also to help guys in the locker room. A lot of times there's people who maybe in the locker room or even on the streets too, and you see people, they may be shy about talking about God or maybe ashamed to, to say something that's it's not popular or whatever, so they don't want to say anything. But then they see somebody else live it, then they're more comfortable. They're like, hey, let me ask him, or I see you going to Bible study. Let me ask him about this or whatever. So you're living it, and you're able to help others be able to grow uh, spiritually as well. That's good. It's good. And and the reality is all of us, you know, we all have our, our different paths and journeys. And, you know, you talk about your brother and there are different purposes in his life and, and God can use his story to reveal himself to, to your brother in different ways. But for you, it was through the NFL and he had purposes uh, for you while you played and, and now leveraging that career to uh, to now all the work that you're doing with, with your podcast and, and your mission trip that you went on recently and some of the other stuff that you're involved with. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in, in a moment. But, but as we just kind of look back at your career a little bit, I'm also wondering, you know, what were some of the ways that your faith was challenged or tested kind of the most during your playing career? Faith is not faith until it's tested. You know, you can say, I have faith all, all you want. And then if it gets tested and then you don't show that you have faith, then you didn't have faith. Mm. So um, that that is a, a key thing that we often, you know, misconstrue as well. But uh, while playing football, when I first got into the NFL, I had I had a uh, a mindset that salvation was production based, mm. and because all my life sports is production based, you play good, then you you get a scholarship, or you play really well and then you get paid. So, um, and then you can have a better lifestyle for your family. So I'm thinking that, and I just kind of attributed towards salvation. Like, you know, if I go to church on Sunday and I go to Sunday school, then on Friday night for high school, I'm going to play, I'm going to have a good game. Mm. You know, if I go to FCA and, and, uh, and have breakfast and and listen to the speaker, uh, I'm going to have a good game, you know, and play well. Uh, I came to that fact and, and it was one thing that, I developed a positive routine of keeping myself in positive areas and situations like going to church or Sunday school or youth groups and different things. 
but at the same time, that production-based mindset is not true. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because only only thing only we can't save ourselves. The, the the works that we do will not save us. You know, you can store riches in heaven by doing different things. You know, providing a need for people uh, who don't have something, caring for the the people who aren't cared about. You know, ministering to the least of these, uh, so to speak. So we can store riches in heaven, but salvation is totally not production-based. And so I had to come to grasp that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, died for our sins. And that was the only payment that could be paid was through him. And when we accept him, that's when we're forgiven. That's when we're redeemed. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's a, a test that I went through early in my career. And it was funny. I was in a chapel service the night before the game, and the pastor was in there preaching. And he was like, God is not a, uh, a genie. You know, mm-hmm. he's not a good luck charm. You can't rub the lamp and think he's going to come out and just and bless you because you did these good things. And he said he was, he he said one thing that has always stuck with me to this day. He said, there's a lot of good people that go to hell every day. Ooh. And I was like, oh, man, like even people who do, they, you know, say they don't have faith or they just maybe they believe in God or not, but they don't really go to church or do anything. But they do good works like they may, you know, care for somebody or provide a need or care for the homeless or something like that. But unless you have faith in God and you accept him as your savior, your personal savior, then you're in trouble. Mm. And so that's when I was like, it really rocked my whole world and changed my whole mindset towards uh, what relig- religion was about. It's not routineness of religion. It's about the relationship. Mm. Gosh, it's so good. It's it's receiving grace, receiving that that forgiveness and that that free gift of salvation through Jesus. So, uh, man, so glad that that you uh, understood that truth and experienced the uh, the the love and grace of, of Jesus. So I'm I'm right there with you, Matt Forte, oh, our man. guest right now on unpacking it, talking uh, football, faith, and life, and and excited to share with our audience that that you have a new podcast out. It's in partnership with Biblica. And you're doing it with your wife Danielle, and and I want to hear about that. But but the show is called True Verse Truth. It's available on on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So so what is the the motivation and inspiration but behind this new podcast? Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing, man. Shout out to Biblica because uh, I had no clue who they were while playing, and when I got into retirement, um, the relationship came about through a teammate, my teammate of mine, uh, Rasheed Davis. Uh, mm. He had me do a, a, a video testimony to raise some money for some uh, some youth, youth uh, Bibles for these kids in India. And what they do, he told me about the whole thing and what they do. Vivica is in charge of, um, they're one of uh, a company, there's many different companies that do this, but they translate accurate uh, languages for people groups and people who do not have a language uh, of their own in the Bible. And so I had no clue, you know, there's over 7,000 languages in the world wow. and only just over 2,000 of them are have, you know, have Bibles, have scripture. And so you think about the commission of, of Jesus of, to make disciples of all nations. Well, how can we make disciples if they don't have the gospel? Mm. And so it's like, man, this is important what they're doing because, you know, I mean, we know God's word is transforming. So it, it doesn't make sense to for people to not have it in their own heart language because because words mean different things. There's over 350 different types of sign language. Hmm. It's not a sign language Bible. A lot of people don't know that. 
the first sign language Bible will be released next year in October. Oh, and so that's gonna that's gonna be huge. You know, while working with Biblica, they they just released the uh, Hindi and the Bengali language. That's 700 million people who are gonna get scripture in their heart language for the first time. Hmm. So like these are this is a, a huge thing that they were doing. And so when I went to India and experienced um, an amazing you know mission trip over there. We went to the slums and, you know, met with different people around the, the country and learned about India, but also did a lot of work with them. Uh, that's what motivated me and inspired me to want to work with Biblica. And through that, the podcast was birthed. And man. so what that what that came about was that, man, I got a, a voice and a platform of using, you know, the NFL. But let's use it to talk about not only cultural issues, and and things that go on globally but let's talk about christ let's talk about the bible and, and the truth of his word because we we i've come to find out um and this is where the name came from we call it true versus truth yeah because there's a lot of things that people live by that they is their truth they they live by it because it's true for them mm. so to speak and they may derive these truths off of what culture does so this is popular so I do this mm. or, you know, science says this, this is what's true to me. But when we put the biblical lens on everything that's not true fades away and we see the absolute truth. Mm. And so we try to compare and contrast some of those things in life to what is, is the uh, the absolute truth that, that Jesus lived by and, uh, and has taught us all in the word. So that's where true verse truth comes into play. And we've had many different guests on pastors, uh, Christian hip hop artists, you know, many different people have been on, but everybody's testimony, uh, is, is powerful. And it's, it's, it's a blessing to have different guests on to talk on different topics, but also to hear their testimony because there's someone out there in the world who's probably either going through or has went through something that you did too. And right your testimony will be able to help them uh, get through that. Mm, man, so cool, and, and glad you're doing it. He's Matt Forte. Uh, the podcast is called True vs. Truth, and they cover topics on prayer, reflection, lifestyle, entertainment. And, and so what's it like having these conversations with your wife for, for everyone to hear? Now, I'm sure you have you know these conversations over dinner, but what's it like to record it and, and share it with people? <laughs> It's new. It's definitely new. You know, some of these things uh, we you we would only talk about. You know, with just us. And now that it's on a bigger platform, it's it's uh, definitely cool. You know, we're able to be authentic and, and tell the truth because that's what's that's what it needs to be. You know, it would be not like the name of the show to not do that. So, um, you know, we have a good time doing it, and uh, it it allows us to get deep conversation, deep meaningful conversation, which I think is a lost art today. Mm. You know, due to technology, a lot of people just text people or, um, you know, they uh, social media and these different things. So deep, meaningful conversation between not only people that you love, but your friends and family, people that you made, you know, just meet. It's it's important to have that deep, meaningful conversation, which, like I said, I think is a lost art today because of the technology and social media. Yeah, and I know you mentioned this a little bit, but but part of your your motivation behind this podcast too is is you want to, you know, reach the younger generation and 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 really, you know, put a focus on the the faith of the next generation as well. So so what are your general observations 
just about where you see kind of culture and, and, and kind of th- this younger generation, their perspective on faith, and then what kind of you know, impact do you really hope to have on them? Yeah, well, that, that's where a lot of the passion, too, came from was the youth. And um, it's a fact that a lot of young people are going to church less and reading the Bible less because there's so many distractions, but also their the generosity has gone down as well. Mm. And that is a huge thing because, you know, when you when you go to church and, and you're, you're part of the, the body of Christ, it's just like the everybody does different things. So, like, God gives you different talents so that you can use them for Him. And if we're not going to church and, you know, or trying to find out what that is or using that, then we're not we're not doing what he's created us for, and so I wanted to uh, you know highlight the youth and, and speak to them because that the age of, we know at, at at a young age we're so influential like we we're so easily influenced by the words of people, the actions of people, people we look up to and uh, role models and different things, and so that can be dangerous if it's the wrong the wrong uh, influence. So I want to be this show and, and this podcast, but also the way I live to be that positive influence in a world that highlights negativity. And um, you know, we know this this world is broken, and uh, we are all broken people, but that doesn't mean that God u- doesn't use uh, uh, broken people. He uses broken people all the time. If you look right. at all the people in the Bible, you know, everybody was, was sinful. We're all sinful. And so he still uses us for his glory which is the amazing thing about God is that he's, no matter what you've done, no matter how far you think you've strayed away from him or the, the bad things that we've, we've done throughout our life, he still, he still chases after us, mm-hmm. and he's right there. He never turns, you know, turns his back on us. Amen. Yeah, we just rest in that for sure. And it really when we recognize our brokenness is when we recognize our need for a Savior. And, and so it's important mm-hmm. to get to that place to, to realize just how, how broken we, we truly are. And then he heals us and, and puts us back together and, and, and redeems us. And, uh, man, it's powerful stuff. Matt Forte, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL running back. And, of course, you know him with the, with the Bears. And, and now he's got a new podcast called True vs. Truth. And, and you partner with Biblica, and, and you talked about all that, that they're doing and, of course, this you know, desire to get the Bible into to more hands. And, and kind of my, my final question is what are your thoughts just on the the Bible and, and specifically your approach to reading it, the the value you place on on reading God's word, how, how even your your perspective has changed over the years, and just your understanding of of God's word and 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 the role that it plays in your life every day. Yeah, it's it's that's why I you know I I noticed you know the important thing that. Bibica is doing and why I wanted to join uh, with them and able to do this is because I understand how transformative and powerful uh, God's Word is. For us to have it so freely here in America is a luxury, yet everybody doesn't necessarily have that. Uh, going and traveling across across the country and across overseas and noticing like in India, for for instance, like there's a lot of people who get persecuted for being a Christian, mm. and they're not allowed to to say Jesus' name in public, and you know they can't even read the Bible in public yet. They still seek after God and and find ways to do it. And I wonder to myself, I said, well, if that was the case in America, 
you know, honestly, how many people would continue to have faith in God and continue to to um, seek Him, even though you you may be persecuted. So wow. uh, it, it put a passion in me to to be able to work in this line of work to do that because number one, not only did God and and Matthew say make disciples of all nations, but in twenty in chapter twenty four. He also said the gospel will be preached as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So that's a goal right there, is that it has to be spread out to all nations, mm. and not just, you know, Jesus is not Jesus is not from America, and he's not Ameri- you know, he's not just here. <laughs> he's right. global, like, right. you know, so across the whole earth, you know, just the, the, the education factor, knowing that more than 3,800 people who have little to no scripture, in their own language and aren't able to read it, you know, and also with, with uh, people who may be deaf and they don't have a full sign language Bible, like it just it puts a passion in me because I know how powerful God's word is. You know, that, that is something I think that's important as a, as a mission um, and as a, as a, a Christian husband and father and a brother so that I can make this come true for, you know, some people who, you know, may have never read the Word of God in their own language so far. Yeah. And uh, some people may, may ask, you know, because I asked the same thing when I first joined and heard about this information, like, why is that important? Why can't they just learn English? Mm. But it, it means, words mean different things, obviously, in different languages. So, you know, the the word passion may mean a different language, may, may mean something different. It doesn't hit the same. Yeah. as it does in English. And someone may not understand it because it's not their, their language that they grew up knowing. I'll tell a quick story. There's a, a guy who grew up third generation um, deaf. His grandparents and his parents were deaf. He wasn't, though. Hmm. So he grew up signing with them because his parents were deaf. So his first language, his heart language, is sign language. Wow. And he he actually knows uh, eight different languages. Like he knows Greek, he knows Spanish, he knows uh, Hebrew. Like he knows like all these different languages. Yet he says, my heart language is is uh, sign language. He says, I dream in sign language. Huh. So that is what the importance is of translating a Bible accurately, which it takes time. It takes like years mm. and years to accurately get some of these languages. Some of these languages are really hard. So you have to get people who know both languages to, you know, get the right word. Sometimes they'll spend hours or days or weeks on one word oh, to try man. to get the right meaning of the word because this is too important to mess up. That's right. So that's why it's so important to get someone uh, scripture in the correct language of their heart language of what they grew up, you know, speaking and, and reading. So, um, man, it's just powerful stuff, you know, not only with, with that, but, I mean, there's audio Bibles, too, that, that they've done. You know, oh, yeah. to have people, because uh, like I learned in India, 60% are illiterate. So mm. that's another way to get them to work. But it's a whole different world, you know, in this Bible translation stuff. And we could talk for days about it, but I think it's just so important because it's not only something that God has commissioned us to do, but you, it's more it's more valuable than silver, gold, uh, providing a need of food or water. This is This is living water. That's right. It's the living, yeah. living Word of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Man, no, it's awesome, and, and just appreciate your heart for the Bible and, and wanting to, to get in people's hands and uh, you know playing a role in that with, with your new podcast, True Verse Truth. 
Uh, check it out. Uh, it's on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. And, and Matt, man, loved watching you as a player and, and great to uh, catch up with you and hear about all that you're doing now and, and wish you the best with it and uh, with your family as well. So uh, thanks so much for being a part of Unpacking It today. Yeah, thank you, man, uh, for the opportunity. Absolutely. He's Matt Forte, former Chicago Bear, with us here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.